But nevertheless, all right. So let's go to the NFL championship round, AFC championship, NFC championship, the winning events to the Super Bowl. So let's get it going. All right. So we have our Super Bowl picks. So do we think it'll be an upset? All right. Bengals Chiefs. Upset alert one to ten. Three. Three? Three. I'm trying to be careful. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but you never know. But I still give it a three. I will give it a five. Okay. I'll give it a five because Jameer Chase is doing his thing. And I, I and the Chiefs start off the game slow. So I feel like I don't know. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I hope the Chiefs win because I, I will not make a pick ever again if they lose. Ever again in my life. I will not make a pick again. So 49ers versus the Rams. To me, this is the game of the weekend. Post sports game of the weekend. So I believe that this is gonna determine who's gonna lose to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> so we so we think the Rams are gonna make it, but how, but on a scale of one to ten, how much do you think the 49ers have a chance? Just because of their self-imposed you know, decline of just trying to sabotage, the self-imposed sabotage of trying to lose the game so bad against the Buccaneers. Um, on a rate, I have to give them probably a six. Just because you got to be careful with the type of discrepancies and what you're doing to your team. Like, you can't have those kind of fumbles in a game like that. Because the 49ers will take advantage of that and run a play on you. Yeah. I... I don't want to choose against the Rams. I really don't, and I and I don't I don't want to conceive that we won't get the best Super Bowl option because I think at this point we want to get the best option, and I think that the Rams versus the Chiefs is the best option. But I think that that's going to be a great game. I, I I can see the Chiefs game being a blowout, but that game going being so close that could be the the Chiefs versus the Bills of this weekend, like with like like with like the 49ers and the Rams, because. I had to bootleg that game, all right? Because because y'all got to figure out what y'all doing with this NFL game pass. But that was a great game towards the end. And the 49ers won that game, like, in the regular season. So for it to be a rematch, I want to see adjustments. But I feel like it's a higher chance of it being upset in this game. I'm not saying it'll happen because I want to have courage in my conviction. But I think it's a higher chance. So what's your, what's your ranking? What are you ranking? At eight. I, I I think six too low, because I, I just I don't know because Debo Samuel showing me something, he's showing me something, and that offense I don't trust Matthew Stafford I, I don't care he went to Georgia I don't care, I don't trust him, and I, and and I don't understand the Hall of Fame case I don't I don't get it I, I'm I'm new I don't get it is he a Hall of Famer I don't know, not yet no, they say they say he got to win a championship to be a Hall of Famer I I, I, I don't get it I, I don't know because he ain't showing me nothing I'm not gonna lie like because because that that pass was dope. But at the same time, there was no need for you to throw that pass and get a field goal like that if you just maintained the lead. You didn't, y'all weren't fumbling the ball. So I just, I don't know. They got me nervous. <laughs> I'm a Falcons fan now at this point. Like, like it's, it's like, I'm, I'm like, how y'all, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know. I just want my Super Bowl pick to be right. But at the same time, I feel like the defense will be what wins it. Like Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, the defense will be what, what, bring, what brings it home. And I feel like Garoppolo has to make the right decisions. You feel me? So, I don't know. I'm scared, though. It's a nervous weekend all the way around, but we got our picks. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, we will see. But nevertheless, we're going to go on and get out of here. You're listening to Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of Pulse Sports on today. The year just started, and I'm ready to retire like Tom Brady. Like, because Tom, Tom Brady low retired twice, and we're not even going to talk about it. Mario, how you doing today? I am, uh, I'm here, Randall. That's all I can say. I'm just here. I think we all need to retire like Tom Brady. Fine, you feel me? Let's, we, all, we all need to retire like Tom Brady, Mario, at this point. <laughs> It's it's been stressful, you know. Um, but he, you know, he's retiring on somewhat of a good note. I just want to retire because 2022 is just ah 
it's not hitting the way it needs to. Oh yeah, it's the first first and foremost, it definitely isn't for in in, in the post grad world. It's not. But 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 also like I really just thought about this. This is probably in, in my mind. Like like Adam Scheffner and the other reporter like reporting. <laughs> Like Tom Brady is retiring is like someone ruining your surprise party. Like you thought about that. <laughs> like, where is like, hey, hey man, where you where you going? Oh, I'm 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 going I'm going to the car. Man, we gotta get you a surprise party. Oh, wait a minute, like what? <laughs> that is like it kind of is like that. I don't know if like I expected for Tom Brady to tell me himself. Like I don't know if that's like the courteous thing. It's just like wow, like just burst my bubble. Thought it was gonna be a good year, and now I'm about to experience my first NFL season without somebody that I kind of like grew up with in a way like that's yeah. weird grew up with and, and also had a lot of heartbreak from with that Falcon Super Bowl listen you know it's and I was just watching it was so funny I was watching a TikTok and this man came into his wife's bathroom he was like Tom she was like he was like Tom Brady's tyrant she was like she only knows the people based off the drama so she was like, are you talking about that quarterback that raised everybody, but everybody pretends to do it anyway? He was like, no, that's Ben Roethlisberger. And then she was like, you talking about the man that faked his vaccination? She was like, no, it's Aaron Rodgers. She was like, oh, you're talking about the man that deflated balls. And I'm like, why does she, why does she <laughs> keep doing all of this? I was like, but it's just like, wow, like all these quarterbacks she was naming and like all of them are kind of like on the brink of retiring. Well, two of them are retiring. So it's like, Wow, like, where do we go? <laughs> well, I can tell you where we go. We we go with the future. And the future was definitely that Bengals versus Chiefs game. Like, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the Bengals versus Patrick Mahomes, where everybody's calling the gold and the future gold, and he's going to make things happen. And Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs, we thought that that was a surefire lock. Now, I told you, now, we didn't have, like, the full show on last week, but I had, we got to have the predictions at the beginning. I said I thought it would be close. I thought the Chiefs would win. I'm not going to back out on that. But I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout and it's just going to be an easy run to the Super Bowl. But I didn't expect for the Bengals to win, especially with how that first half started. They were down 21 to 10. Patrick Mahomes was mobile. He was moving, scrambling. He had like three touchdowns to start. And then they just fell apart. And you've been on Patrick Mahomes' case for a minute, but we'll get to that in a second. So how shocked are you on a scale of one to 10 that our Super Bowl pick, the last one remaining, lost? I was like, yeah, like you said, we put our predictions in the beginning. And I thought, I actually chose that this game was kind of going to be more of an upset than the next game that we were talking about. So I was actually, um, I was shocked. And I was a little disappointed because the Chiefs did what the Rams did the other week they self-destructed within themselves a lot of interception well not interceptions but a lot of fumbles a lot of misplays he went actually less than half of his completion percentages in the second half than he did in the first he wasn't the same consistent Patrick Mahomes and that kind of upset me when you think of carrying the next legacy and you don't consecutively go to the Super Bowl and then the person that you look up to the person you're supposed to take over retires so it's like now i'm entering a new precedence like this i lost to a team that should have never beat me i'm not saying that they're bad but they're not quite as skilled they're not quite as mature and i well, the person that has to fill in the shoes is leaving, and I'm not there to be like, yeah, this is my place. Not saying he didn't play a good game. They played a great game. But ultimately, you can't have those kinds of failures or lack of execution if you're trying to be the next best thing, which is what happened. And it's, it's sad, and it's like, wow, the Bengals, they deserve it. But I, like, it would be so bad for me to say this wasn't the time that I want them to actually, like, perk up but like now we're seeing like there's more competition out there there's more that you have to do you just can't think that just because I have one star wide receiver and I have a really good quarterback and then you got Patrick Mahomes I got a great tight end I got a great running back I got two wide receivers that I can count on and I have an impeccable defense that that's going to be enough like you can't let your guard down off of that and that's basically what he did that's what happened and you said the thing about interceptions, the interceptions were, were key because he had three touchdowns and two interceptions. And he had an interception really that ended the game in overtime that led up to that field goal for the Bengals. So Patrick Mahomes did not live up to the billing that we gave him. Like it was a collapse. And a lot of people compare, of course, the basketball example for me, a lot of people compare Patrick Mahomes to Steph Curry. 
they have something in common now because they both fumbled the lead, okay, to an Ohio team. I just thought about that. They fumbled the lead to an Ohio. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> It's something there. Well, not, well, LeBron's not there anymore. But I'm not saying not Joe Burrow is. I'm not saying Joe Burrow's LeBron. But Joe, but they did because they came back. They they made a comeback. That is why I just thought about that. Wow. I need. I, I, that was really off the top of the head. So that leads to my question for you. So you already were down in Patrick Mahomes. You said that basically he needs to get cut from the Chiefs. He should be banned from the league. He like, like he's playing for the XFL. That's basically what you told me. You that is not what I said. The exaggeration, the exaggeration from all of that. Of course, no, don't trade him, don't ban him, don't do all that. He's still a good quarterback. But go ahead to your point. I have to clarify for our listeners before you throw me right under. First of all, you didn't even throw me. You just put no, I did. place. No, me I, 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 was, I was, I was, I was, I was embellishing. But what, what do you think? Because like you, because you, like you feel as if this year Patrick Mahomes wasn't the Patrick Mahomes we've seen of the past, and you know we all expected for him to turn the season around. They had a, had a rough start, but they strung off a series of wins. They did lose to the Bengals in that last week, but they, like, put Ben Roethlisberger in retirement. He had an all-time great showdown with, 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 with Josh Allen, and we thought that that was going to power him to the Super Bowl, and we thought that that would be who, whoever won that game would be the Super Bowl winner, and then to lose in this fashion, and almost like the double-edged sword of, you know, he had the overtime coin toss. He, he got it. During the Bills game, they immediately got a touchdown. He had it this time, but it's like he was forcing it too much. So what is your take on Patrick Mahomes now that you saw this performance? I think his performance speaks over his facts. And so basically on paper, on statistics, this wouldn't be one of his worst seasons. actually be one of his best seasons, technically. He wasn't bad, but performance-wise, from what we've seen, his actions is not the best that he's ever played. There was a lot of mental mistakes, a lot of physical mistakes, a lot of the times where you let how you felt and your mentality and who you are as a person rule the field instead of shaking it off, getting it together, routing up your team. And that put, like, how you feel and who you are, and you've seen it with a lot of quarterbacks that are creating legacies that are great. How you feel affects the rest of your team, affects the rest of your play. And a lot of the ups and downs between, well, I went on a straight four-game winning streak, and then I have a five-game losing streak, and then I go, these up and downs with these streaks, up and downs of who you are as a person, up and downs of us, and I'm not going to lie, me and other people put in pressure that you're supposed to be next, and you didn't execute the way you're supposed to. That got to him. You know, stuff with his brother that happened, I don't really think that affected him. And then also this loss that just happened is kind of like, well, do I deserve to be in that place? And statistically, yeah, kind of. You're still a really good, maybe a great quarterback. But performance-wise and how you executed this season, there's something that needs to happen off the field, that needs to happen off the cameras that's not going to let you do this a second time in a row. That's how I personally feel. I'm not saying that Whoever wins this next Super Bowl is going to be over Patrick Mahomes. Never that. You still got a ways to go. This man has proved a lot within the past couple of years that he's been here. And then some, even without him winning a championship or whatever, he's still on track to do whatever he needs to do and to take over the league that he wants to do. But he has to do that next year. Next year is your time to be like, it's redemption. I got to go get another Super Bowl ring. I got to make sure my team is straight. I got to make sure I'm sh straight and not shaking because you can't allow this to happen again. You blew a lead that should, like, you will lead against a team that is having what I've been saying for the past couple episodes, a Cinderella season. You, like, you you should have never been the ugly stepsister or the whatever, you know, the stepmother or whatever in this situation. This should have been you riding off with your Prince Charming, which is the Lombardi trophy. I don't know what happened in this. So, let me ask you this. So, do you think that, Patrick Mahomes just needs a revenge season and they should just go as it is and just roll with what they have? Or do you think that changes are needed? And not drastic changes, but maybe in addition to the defense, another offensive weapon. Like, what like, like what do you think they should do moving forward? It's going to have to be a change in consistency, but not consistency between your team, consistency within you. How you play, what happens in your life, what happens to you personally affects how you play on the field. So him personally needs to fix that. That has to happen. 
Got you. And I totally agree. And I think that we're going to see a revenge season from Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's going to prove to everybody that I'm like that. I saw what happened. Let's get it. I honestly think that it's going to be the time because I think that even just to start the season, Patrick Mahomes, just he wasn't himself. And they finally started to catch stride. But I want to just say this. I don't want to say this. We'll move on. This is why the regular season is important. Because in the last NBA update, I talked about how people in the NBA downplay the regular season. And I, and I get it because it's 82 games. I, I'm starting to think that, you know, the season should get shortened a bit. I'm starting just to see that. But I've heard this from the NFL too, where it's just the regular season, the meaningless regular season game. These 17, 18 games are important. How you start and how you finish matters. Just saying, you know, like, like just, I'm just saying, you know, it, it matters a lot and we have to put that in context and put that in mind, you know, and possibly if they got the bye, they would have played the Bengals, right? The Titans wouldn't have gotten it. So they would, they probably might have would have played the Bengals in the second round where it's like Patrick Mahomes was more so red hot. And they guess they would have played the Bills in, in, in the in the AFC championship, which we would have liked to see. I'm just saying, I'm I'm just, you know, put putting putting my Madden hat on. I'm I'm just saying <laughs> the regular season matters for all these folks that swear it doesn't. But I'm gonna get off my soapbox. So you actually think that something should be changed about overtime because last week in the overtime classic between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and all the hysteria on the internet about saying, hey, this should be changed. Both teams should get the ball. Josh Allen had an amazing game, and he didn't get a chance to get the ball. I agreed that things should change. It should be almost like the, like the NBA where both teams have a chance to get it, and no one scores at the end of that time. Now we do something else. But you didn't like that. However, this game, you saw something that you wanted to change. So tell us about that. Yeah, I think everybody was kind of on the fact of fairness. Like, games aren't supposed to be fair. You know, all the scandals and stuff that has happened. Games are not supposed to be fair. Nothing's supposed... Well, games are supposed to be fair, but nothing's supposed to interfere with how fair it is. Like, no, nothing of that matter. I don't want to really try to bring up anybody else's past or whatever. That's not my, none of my business. But I do not like overtime ending on a field goal. I feel like that's a little cheating. Um, not not like, you know, that's um, anybody did anything, but like it's cheap. Like I didn't work kind of hard per se to try to run over the defense or actually make an effort to get a touchdown. I feel like just trying to get into the range to have a field goal and depending on your kicker, as important as they are when it comes to the extra point, and maybe your kicker is also the punt returner as well. But it's just like, that's so, it's mediocre to me. Like, why can't I win off of a touch? Like, last week when it was a touchdown, I was okay with that. Like, I was okay. Like, you executed your, your offense perfectly. You basically ran down their defense. You were able to move and make those choices, kind of like a game of chess. You proved that you was the most skilled person on that team. You just trying to make it and hurry up and down the bar, hurry up and shoot the clock. And then kick the field goal is kind of like, eh, like, do I really want to give it to you? Do you really deserve it? And I, I don't like that. That is the only thing I would change. I don't believe in trying to give both sides the fair ball, like just go ahead and pick it off, make the play, show who's the better team. But just ending on the field goal is so trash to me. Like, this is a terrible, like, this is a terrible way. Like, it started off great. Ooh, you picked the ball. Great, but then you just ran into field goal range and you kicked it. Like, what is that? That's so bad. Like, why do these games keep ending on field goals? Yeah, I, and you know, I don't like games, period, that end on field goals. And I let it slide on that great weekend we had on last weekend with all those th those great divisional round games because it was just, it was a lot that went into those, those field goals. Like, the Rams and Buccaneers game, of course, with Tom, being Tom Brady's last game, and we'll talk about that later on, but it ended with a crazy pass by Matthew Stratford that got them in field goal range. So I didn't really mind that because it was exhilarating. But I don't like it ending on field goals, period. Now, I'm not saying that they should change the rules. I think that you're right about overtime. If they do change something about overtime, make it be a touchdown. Like at, at, the, at the very least, or at the very least, let it be keep away. So if you score a field goal, you have this set amount of time, whether it's 15, 10 minutes, what have you, and you kick a field goal and that's the only score you win. But the touchdown is what ends the game definitively. I think that that would be a better 
way to do it. Now, I think it's funny because it is such a double-edged sword, and it's like, dang, like, like what happened to Josh Allen happened to me. Because, like, literally the overtime sword semi, you know, went to the favor of the Bengals, then the Chiefs, although the Chiefs won the coin toss. So it's a double-edged sword, so I wonder if the Chiefs are going to petition the league this time. I, I don't think they will. We hope so, but I wonder if they're going to petition the league like, like they did last time. All right, but let's talk about the 49ers and the Rams. So the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. They beat the 49ers. The Rams won 20-17 on a Jimmy Garoppolo interception. A little bit more on him in a second. But I want you to talk about this, Ario, because I didn't get a chance to really watch it because I was working on a Sunday. And working on a Sunday is the devil on the Lord's Day. I'm telling you, like, it is the devil. So I want you to explain to me what happened because I missed most of the game. Yeah, see, I, that's the one thing I don't do. Catch me every day of the week, but Sunday. Like, it's just not getting done. I'm not doing it. I'm taking a break. How the Lord took a break on seven days, I'm going to take a break on seven Thanks. days. It was actually one, like, it was like a part three, if there was a part three, to last weekend, we were trying to go into the semifinals. A very, if, if you want to put it that way, it was kind of like a Green Bay Packers and 49ers game, but better. <laughs> Literally, but better. And, it, of course, it picked up during the second half. Garoppolo and his team decided to come back. I can't even necessarily say Garoppolo more of his other players, especially his running back, really was essentially what they needed and how they were able to come back. And because, of course, Garoppolo was throwing interceptions throughout the whole game, first one to be picked in the first half, it's first one to be picked in the second half, and also, there was a couple mistakes from the Rams as well. The Rams self-destructed themselves. A lot more fumbles than there was interceptions behind them. And then it was just like, it was like another, it was another game for, it was just like a Chiefs game. You get up with a lead. You have the lead. You have the structure. You have the offense. You have the quarterback for some odd reason. And then all of a sudden, you just decide, well, we're not going to play our best. Well, they're not going to come back. That illusion of if I'm up, by 20 plus points, 10 plus points, that I don't have to play my best. And that's basically what happened. These teams keep going on a wing and a prayer, and you're lucky that the wing and the prayer happened, that Garoppolo threw that interception, and then allowed you to run over the field, get that confetti, get your division trophy. But that shouldn't be the case. However, that was a good game after what? It was just back-to-back blows. Chiefs lost, Rams won. We got one pick. We got a 50-50. So it's just like, whew. That was, that, was, that was the weekend. <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's all I get it. So let me ask you this. Do you believe in the Rams? Because I thought that, and I don't know if I said this, you know, on air, but when they got uh, Von Miller and then they ended up getting Odell Beckham, it was given super team. And I was like, I thought at that point it was going to be like a Buccaneers versus Rams type of showdown because that's how it was looking to me at the AFC and the NFC. And they didn't really look like a super team. And they still have not really, because like you said, they've been self-destructing. But they have offensive weapons, Odell Beckham. They have Cooper Cup. And then on the defensive end, you got Von Miller. You got Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey. So they have, like, great players on both sides of the ball. So do you believe in them? I do believe in them. I do believe they have a chance. But you have to look at their weakness and then you have to also go along with what Joe Burrow is saying, which is obviously true. The Bengals and Joe Burrow are a second half team. The Rams self-destructed in the second half. So if you take that self-destruction and you put it with a team that's actually good during the second half, you have the potential to lose. And that will be a terrible upset if that happens because you acquired two really great players one player that has been to the Super Bowl and knows what it's like. Another player that's been switched to two from two other teams that's trying to chase that ring and change the narrative about himself that he's not a very team player, that he's just the type of person that isn't one of the best anymore. Like people kind of dis degraded him and disregarded him after the situation. So you're trying to build characters, you're trying to build players, and you're trying to prove that the trade I just had with Matthew Stafford. Getting him from the Colts, he is the quarterback that I want. And if you do this again, then it's like, where do you go from here? I spent all this money. I went over my salary cap. I traded my first-round pick until 2024 for what? No, I feel it. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think the Rams have something to prove. And we're going to talk more about Super Bowl in a second. 
I think the Rams have something to prove. But more than anything, like Aaron Donald's dope. I, I, I really like Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is such a great defensive player. And and, and I, I really want to see him succeed. But we'll talk more about that in the Super Bowl picks. But I have to harp on Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. He threw an interception to end the game. He had no really good playoff game from the from, from the 49ers Packers game to the Nickelodeon game with the Cowboys. Then this game was trash and it finally caught up to him. Debo Samuel's been saving his butt and carrying him this whole entire playoffs. And this man had the nerve, the audacity to come out on yesterday. And he, and he addressed his plan future. I'm getting this from the New York Post via ESPN. He addressed his future with the 49ers in a virtual press conference and said he wants to go to a winning team. And he said, I got a long career ahead of me. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunities to come. I just want to go to a place where they want to win. That's really what I'm in the game for. No, you're not. <laughs> when you in the game, you weren't winning. Like, no, you're not. Like, like, like the, the hypocrisy. This is why I'm starting not to like people. I'm telling like this is why. Cause it's, cause it's like, how you gonna say you wanna go wanna go to a winning team? Well, how many teams made it to the AFC and NFC championships, sir? So who's winning? So so, so what you said is you wanna go to the Chiefs. No, they have a quarterback. You wanna go to the Bengals, no, they have a quarterback. You you wanna go to the Rams. They, they might have an opening, like like you know, Stratford's pretty old. But still, like, <laughs> like, like who, who's winning more than y'all at this point? You made it all the way there. Like the 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 hypocrisy is insane. And we were going to talk about this because what we were going to talk about was is this his last year in San Francisco, but clearly it is, okay, at, at, at this point. And he can't Ben Simmons this. We didn't want him anyway because guess what? You got Trey Lance on, on, on the bitch, okay? We have Trey Lance right there. He's ready to go, and he would not have done the things you would have done. That man would have been out there on his Michael Vick swag. Come on, I don't know I don't know that for a fact. But still, he would have he would have been out there on, on, on his bag in the game. So, Ariel, like, First and foremost, let's just start from the beginning. How do you feel about his overall playoff performance? It's like, <laughs> it wasn't, for you to talk all this smack and distribute and like play off the top of hypocrisy that you are doing right now, this is not a good look for you. This kind of, is touching on and you know i really hate doing this to players but like it's not like it never happened you're kind of hitting on a julio jones type scene odell beckham type scene where it's like you want to talk all this smack but then when we give you what you want you don't execute you don't make it to the super bowl or i have to trade you again so for you to say and then it's not like you're not on a winning team First of all, if you guys don't know or what people don't, especially as Falcons fans, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, this man is not great. You have Kyle Shanahan, one of the greatest offensive coordinators turned coach to set foot into the league. Of course, there's others, but right now, Kyle Shanahan is that guy. He's always been that guy. He's always been able to build offenses to their superior height, a.k.a. the Falcons in 2017 and many other teams before that. This man is an absolute perfect coach. You have Debo Samuels on your team. You act like you're not surrounded by great players. And you lost because of your interception, because you were trying to hurry and rush the ball like you've done all game because they put pressure on you with all the blisses with trying to rush you. And you feel like, oh, I'm not going to take accountability. I'm just going to say I want to go to a winning team. After your whole team backed you up for having what people could say a Stenson Bennett season, nobody believed in you, nobody trusted you, your team is making tweets, they're doing press conferences like we believe in Jimmy G. He doesn't even deserve that name. Jimmy G, we're going to stand by him. And this is how you do Debo? This is how you do your team. This is how you do one of the up-and-coming great coaches that will go down the Hall of Fame, which is Kyle Shanahan. That's disrespectful. For your performance to be as lackluster as it was, for your performance to all, literally be won by field goals 
up all the way to the game and for you to try to tie the game off of a field goal yourself, but you threw an interception. I'm confused, sir. I'm confused, Garoppolo, about why you're not on a winning team. And then you just put yourself in a situation that since you want a winning team and you think there is so many opportunities, first of all, the only opportunity that you have in the NFC. The NFC is one of those divisions that have lost maybe all the quarterback positions that they're going to see. There are a lot of teams in the NFC that are looking for quarterbacks. That's the only place you can go, sir, for me right now. Second, for you just to say that, let me just put you as a backup then. Like, I don't I don't understand where that came from, and I feel like that, that's so disrespectful because you see Julio went to the Titans because he wanted a winning team. They've made it farther than what the Falcons would have done. However, they're not there. Although Beckham was lucky to be given a second chance to go to the Rams, he switched, he switched records overnight, and now he's here because he had to humble himself. Don't ever get it confused, Garoppolo, that just because stuff didn't happen the way that you wanted it to happen don't mean that you're not in a good situation. Because Trey Lance, when they tried that double, almost took your spot. And now he's definitely about to have it after this last press conference. And, and and number one, like we 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 on him, man. We 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 are on him, and it's well deserved. And here's the thing: so I'm looking at this ESPN article about the entire ordeal, and so what I'm seeing is that the 49ers would probably want to trade him by the time the new league year starts on March the 16th, and he's scheduled to have twenty to count twenty six nine hundred and five million dollars against San Francisco's salary cap this year. And then moving on from him would save the team $25 million with his $1.4 million in dead money remaining from his signing bonus on the contract he, he took in 2017 after he was traded from the Patriots. And the 49ers need to resign some players that actually want to be there and win too. Because Debo, they want it, Debo and Nick Bosa, they want to resign. So maybe, all right, here's what I'm thinking, because also I'm seeing right here, which is very interesting, that... When the league year starts on the 16th, Garoppolo has a no trade clause. But when it's when the new league year starts, that trade clause evaporates. All right. So it's going to be gone. So he can be traded anywhere. So here's what I think at this point. I think maybe since he since he want to go to a team that wins so bad, we will, we, you know, we, we're going to play with him. All right. He, he needs to be traded to the Washington Commanders. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Since he want to go somewhere, like they changed their football name. So why don't you go to, to the Commanders? Because see him. Is that, is that their name for real? That's their, that's their name. That's their name for real. <laughs> the football team began the Commanders. Out of all that time, the Commanders. The that's, Commanders. That's what you take. That's was in the boardroom meeting when y'all sit down he's like i got it got it got it y'all ready that atlas that's what they came up with and the first thing they should do is get garoppolo since he's so mad because here's the thing aria everybody wants to win i think that 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 the blanket statement i want to go to a team that wants to win now of course it's a lot going on we're not going to discuss today with other allegations surrounding teams that want to win but i think that judicially in in a comparative world every team wants to win whether you're the Bengals and the Rams whether you're the Saints the the Panthers like like the, the worst teams in in the league I'm not saying Saints Panthers worst are worst teams but it's worse teams than that the Dolphins theoretically want to win the Jaguars theoretically want to win so trade me any team because they want to win and maybe they're a player away from doing that maybe they're a couple pieces away from doing that so I wouldn't even pay that man no mind it's two options for me is you put him on the bench and let him watch Trey Lance destroy him, or you trade him to the Commanders, trade trade him somewhere at this at this point, because that's insane to me. And you can do it because the trade clause is expiring, so the no trade clause is about to go away. But I want to ask you ab about this. So, do you think that Trey Lance is ready? Because clearly it's time to move on. Because Garoppolo wants to move on. But do you think Trey Lance is ready for this? Because I don't want to be talking all big and bad about trading Jimmy G to, to, to the commander to the commanders, and then all of a sudden Trey Lance go in there and is a dud, and we're like, you know what? What, what if he stayed? What, what, if, what if Jimmy G stayed? So do you think that Trey is ready? Well, I mean, like any team, <laughs> I feel like Wale, like the album about everything just popped in just popped into my head you you know matrimony with everything you know you never know how it's gonna turn out you feel me if you know you know because the same way they felt about justin fields okay hey we're gonna do a back and forth with him and you know he wasn't bad and when he continued starting the season he learned a lot of things trey lance however had a better situation where 
he was just a little bit more skilled. It wasn't as nervous as, and then plus he didn't have the big responsibility as I'm going to carry most of the team within games. Like they mostly played Jimmy at some certain points. Wow, sound like that Nickelodeon girl. I'm not disrespectful. They played Garoppolo at most points. So I don't believe he's not ready. I believe if they do decide to make this decision, they are going to have him more in practice as the main guy, as our QB1. We're going to put him in situations that are going to be great. And then we also have to look at the preseason as well. But he hasn't given me any incentive to where I'm just like, no, he's not ready. I believe he is ready, and then you have to get ready. I mean, if he loses his first two games, that's fine. You're new. But you haven't shown me, and it might be a kind of love, just how Chicago did with Justin Fields, we're ready for a new quarterback. We don't care how many times he messes up right now. We know that he's new. We know he's not perfect, but he's going to give us hope. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't think about. Do we have a quarterback that gives us hope? Because everybody's not going to have a Tom Brady rookie season. Like some people might have <clears throat> might have a Falcons rookie season, or they might have a Jaguars rookie season. Not saying that the quarterbacks are bad, but like this is their first year here we don't know that's well it was not Matt Ryan's first year but like his rookie season when it was his first year it wasn't all that great the Jaguars Trevor Lawrence wasn't all that great despite how great of a quarterback he is but you have to give them that leeway so I rather take my chances on a quarterback that actually had time put into the game helped me actually win games one of the only freshman quarterbacks that actually came in and helped the quarterback win the game that was already been there so I'd rather take my chances on him. I'd rather see that they give me hope and he wants to be here than a man that feels like his team is not a winning team after how far I just took you. Because you didn't take me there. Your interceptions and your fumbles and not being ready didn't take me there. Your team took you there. And that's something he needs to see. And that is a thousand percent right. And we know that there's one place in the NFC where it's an open quarterback spot, and it's in Tampa Bay because Tom Brady is retiring it was a whole entire stir on this weekend because adam scheffner and another reporter honestly his name escapes me um and no disrespect to him but they um reported that tom brady would be retiring this would be his last season uh it was a lot of really quick corrections tom brady's dad came out and said that he hadn't made a decision yet tom brady then called the gm of the, of the buccaneers and said hey like i've not made a decision yet his agent sent Adam Schefter and the members of the media statement saying that it wasn't a decision. And I thought that Tom Brady was going to be petty, be like, oh, y'all leaked my information. I'm going to come back one more year just because y'all did that. But he didn't because he retired basically on his own terms. Like, you know, it's almost like with your parents when like, like they'll, they'll be like, like, like hey, 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 mama, I'm, I'm hungry. Can we go get some? And then they'll say, I'll get some. I'll, I'll get some when I'm ready. And two days later, I'm ready. Let's go. Like, that's like literally what Tom Brady, Tom Brady is such a parent. His old self, he's such a parent. That's such a parent move. But like, it's, it's interesting because, of course, with, you know, everything going on, it's hysteria. So I want to say this, and I'm pretty sure by the time people hear this, they'll realize that that is false. But I want to say this before we hop into it. The reports about Tom Brady retiring and signing a one-year, one-day deal with the Patriots, that is false. People are susceptible to false information all the time on social media, and it's become more prevalent. Like, and sometimes it's funny, other points is not, because it can be dangerous, it can taint a relationship. It can honestly do a lot of things. So I'm starting, I'm just starting to really not enjoy all the false information that's going down because it's not funny. And it was sort of funny, but it never was. But he did appear to diss the Patriots, but he showed the Patriots love after Robert Kraft penned a letter. He, he showed them love, but he was basically nine pages about how great the Buccaneers were. So it, it's, a, it's a lot of drama and pettiness surrounding it. But Tom Brady, that man just trying to retire. He tired, all right? Leave that man alone. That man ain't trying to be on TMZ. He's tired. He don't know what a TMZ is. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, he don't know. He don't know what that is. That man is old. All right, he, he's going. He's going right to the senior citizen home in in Florida. Uh, they, they have a lot of them in Florida. I heard. So, like, come on, leave that man alone. But anyway, I gotta ask you this, Ariel. What do you think the NFL will look like without Thomas Edward Patrick Brady? I think that's his name. Thomas Edward. Ooh, <laughs> how official? Uh, <laughs> how official? He's no longer Tom now. He's Thomas. 
Tom played. All folks' names. Now it's just Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> um, well, just just to say this, and I don't think um, Garoppolo would do that anyway. It's so I don't I don't think he has the status to pull off a sexual career switching divisions if he decided that he might want to try for the quarterback as a Buccaneers. But also there's another team, um, which is the Saints. The Saints still don't have a quarterback certainty yet, and they don't have a coach. So if he wants to go and try to outplay Taysom Hill, which I don't think he would, or Simeon, they can look in after all three quarterbacks' injuries, he could. But I don't see that happening with all the uncertainty that is happening in the NFC, especially the south of the NFC. But, um... I, it, the news keeps coming out, and there's so many tributes, and it's like it hasn't hit me yet. Like I know it's fact, but it's not real. It's not it's not reality to me yet that I'm about to come up on preseason games. I'm about to come up on drafts, and you have a lot of and then think of the kids that are about to be in draft in April 2022, like. Man, I thought I was going to play for one of the greats, and he decides he retires. So, like, I, you see a lot of kids that are now not going to be able to play with their idols, like how you're kind of seeing in the NBA. Like, some of the idols are still there, but not all of them. But it's like none of my idols are really here besides if you love a glorified, glorified defensive back or a defensive lineman or a wide receiver or a tight end or whatever. Like, you're not playing against the quarterbacks you want to play for or have as opponents. So, it kind of hurts, and then, like I said, I, I kind of, he's not my error error. I guess you could say he is, but it's like growing up on him and then leaving, it's like, you know, I feel like a Patriots fan. We had so much time together. You know, I loved you. We had a good, more than a decade run, and then you leave, and you didn't give me no warning. You just said, hey, I got a mistress, and I'm going to go see her real quick. Actually, I'm going to marry her. And then after you get with the mistress, you're like, oh, I'm done with you after two years. I don't want to be with you anymore. I actually just want to be by myself. Like, that's that's how <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel like he came and he wrecked my life. And then he was like, well, I, since I wrecked it, I'm going to wreck it even more and leave. <laughs> that's, that's just how I'm feeling right now. And I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's in good hands, like we've been saying, like you've been saying. The NFL is in good hands. If he leaves, we have a a bright future but it's like does that bright future start now like are we ready for that bright future like is that bright future ready for its bright future like is Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson everybody else ready to actually fill in those spots ready to be the next like epitome quarterback epitome anything like I'm I don't know I'm flabbergasted you see I can't find the words to say because it's like I just have to be there when September, when late September comes around, that's when I'll see, like, like, wow, it's different. But right now, like, the honors is going to hurt. The pro games is going to hurt. It's, it's hurting. Like, it's like, wow. Like, as much as I hate him, as much as he ruined my season, as much as you came to my division and ruled my division, I wasn't ready to get rid of you yet. Like, it's wow. No, I feel I it. I don't know what it looks like. I feel that. Um, You know, my dad all, all, always told me this because my dad um, really taught me a sense of rationality because I think at, at certain points, like Garoppolo, for example, that we have an, an inflated sense of importance. You know, where, where it's like, oh, like you can't do this without me. I, I like to be rational, and that's what like my dad really taught me. Both my parents did. My dad really taught me this as a man. And my dad told me that, you know, working at a job or, 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 or doing something, don't have the impression that it can't go on without you because they'll find someone that'll do what you were doing even better. You know, and I don't think anybody's going to do it better than Tom Brady. Of course, it's always an option for that. There's always people that see the blueprint and they take it higher. But I just believe the game is going to go on. It's not going to be the same because we're creatures, I think, of nostalgia. We're creatures of, of, of memory. Because I think that, I know I do this even in personal life, we think a lot about what the past was. You know, we, we, think, we, we think a lot about what things were. We, we relish in those memories. And here's something that I thought about listening to Draymond Green on J.J. Reddick's podcast. Draymond Green, a millionaire, future Hall of Famer, married with children. He said he's scared. He's sort of scared of, of uncertainty and scared of the future in that way of the uncertainty around it. And I'm like, you know what? In real life, I'm really, I'm scared of, of, of uncertainty in the future. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was scared of where I am now back when I was in college. I was so scared. I'm like, what, what, what's going to happen to me? So I feel like we are, I feel like this, this, this irrationality of holding on to Tom Brady is sort of us being scared of the future. Because that man, in all seriousness, he was 44. He said he wanted to play until he was 45. There was no conceivable way that he was going to continue playing because he was a hit away, not even a hard hit. He was a hit away from his from his career being derailed. He was an injury away from his career being derailed. Someone said this on TV. He was able to walk away, like actually walk away. I think Colin Coward said this. A lot of folks don't. A lot of these football players, they don't walk away. They limp away. They get carried away. You know, they're not the same. Tom Brady, like, left at the top of his game, and he left on a comeback. He left on a comeback to the Rams. So I think that a lot of people want to hold on to Tom Brady. I think, and I love what you said, but I think it's a lot of we're not ready to move on. We're uncertain about the future. But me looking at the stars, I personally believe that the NFL is in great hands. The NFL is the number one sport in the world. I, I agree. I admitted it. Listen to the, to the podcast I did last week. I admitted it. NFL going to be just fine. They're, they're going to be just fine. If they change the overtime rules, they'll be even better. Okay? <laughs> they'll be even better. I, I can't agree with you on that. And I like how you put that. Because a lot of people say that we are creatures of um, stagnancy. That we love things to stay the same. But I love that you said we're creatures of nostalgia because we don't like change. And that's why we're, that's why people love being at a standstill and not being able to move because the past is so, the past has knowledge, the past helps guide me, the past provides a sense of control. It lets me know what I can do and what I can't do. So you're right, I'm very uncertain and I'm scared what I like to say and what I've always been scared of and kind of still am. The future is inevitable. It's something that's always going to happen. It's something that I don't have control of. It's something that's going to change. And that's that's how I see. Like, it was inevitable that he was going to retire. But also, since I wanted control, I want to see him retire on my terms, which is technically what he decides to do and when I was ready. But I, like I said, I agree with you. We're going to be in good hands. We're going to be okay. We have to move on anyway. Like, we have to give somebody else a chance to do or maybe do it better what he has done but nobody's ever going to replace him nobody's ever going to be like him again and i'm excited for what he's going to do next i'm excited for what's going to happen i'll be so excited if he became an analyst but i actually would be even more excited if he became a coach kind of did um Kind of did a Madden type thing. You feel no. me? You know I'm a go. For, I no. would love it. No, he does not need to be I a coach. Would love it. He he would be he would be literally the Michael Jordan of football because if someone comes out there like Jimmy Garoppolo, time I want to go to a winning team. You don't see Tom Brady choking him. I'm telling you, he he, he not he he's not have be a to coach. necessarily be in the NFL. I wouldn't put him there. Like everybody has to pay your dues. I, you're not going to see somebody that came off the field that becomes a sportscaster pay your dues because they're always looking for somebody that's knowledgeable and knows what to do but if he decides to do you know y'all looked at this sean payton movie and it is true not you know not that tom brady was banned this man left on his own turns but like if he decided he wanted to go to high school or if he wanted to go to college i personally wouldn't mind seeing like a documentary or a season or something of the way that this man's mind worked besides the man in the arena. I would love just to see that. Like, just to be like, wow, so this is what he's thinking. Okay, well, and if he sucks, he sucks. But, like, I just want to know that your greatness span everywhere. Like, I, just, just show me everything. I, I do not think... I, I think that Tom Brady does not need to go to any level of coaching because when you're someone like Tom Brady and you're like a sycophant when it comes to preparation and training, and diet, and eating, like, someone like, because Michael Jordan was the same way, like, I, I it's not gonna work out, because you're gonna want to see, I, and, I, and it, it's subliminal, like, we don't know that we do it, like, we, you want to see yourself and, and other people at certain points, especially when you're at that pinnacle, you, you are considered as 
probably the greatest football player of all time and definitely the greatest quarterback of all time, at the very least as far as accomplishments. Of course, you could say Tom Brady, John Elway. You could say a whole bunch of a whole bunch of different people. But a lot of people are saying, hey, like, Tom Brady is the best of all time. So if you're the best of all time, and Tom Brady probably thinks that he's humble, but he pretty, he knows he, he, he dope. So it's like you go to college and some kid ain't, run, ain't running the laps right, he can probably do Urban Meyer and kick him. Like, I remember I kicked him. I like, bow. I'm telling you, I ban that man from your middle schools, your high schools, your colleges, and your NFL teams. Let, let that man be. Or I'm telling you, it is not gonna go the way y'all think. But I, 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 wanna... I don't know. It's probably the pride in me. You know, if I'm great, why not try to do it all? You I know, feel what, what, what are my limits? But you know, you're you're right. Hum, humble. Let's humble ourselves and allow this man to retire and have his year years per se because you know he may retire and then he's never going to come back but he probably would be like i'm bored like i mean like you retired at a good age 45 like most of these people retired 30 32 and they're sitting there bored not knowing what to do they got to come back and do something he's, he kind of he's got a hobby he's kind of old he has the time he's got a hobby like you know man go golf cart racing like play golf like do pottery you know what i'm what saying like it? paint like <laughs> Pottery. He's been one of those statues of himself. Like, I remember this player executed in the second second down. We was playing against blah blah blah. Like this man. If, if SNL does this, I'm suing them. But they should do a skit where like where like they they have like what Tom Brady's gonna do as, in retirement or someone. I don't know if SNL would do it justice. I need somebody funny to do it. Like where where where's where's like Tom Tom Brady is like doing pottery or or, or like archery or something like that, and he gets really competitive. <laughs> like, like, he, I mean, I, SNL is where you go. Oh, like all the greats go. Betty White was there. You know, everybody's been there. Like, why not cap cap it off on SNL? Why but not? but I, I would rather someone else do him because he he's not gonna gonna do the parody justice. I need someone else to play Tom Brady and, and and do that. That that would be so hilarious. If someone does that, I'm suing them. Like, listen, I'm paying off my student loans. I'm suing them. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you, don't don't take my idea. All right, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on. But I, I like I do want to make this analogy. I feel like I'm on, I'm on fire with the analogy. Today. We're both on fire at this point. All right. So. I feel like, and this is, this is a very black analogy. So if we have white listeners, go go Google this. All right. So when 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 James Evans, when John Amos left Good Times, a lot of people can say that it didn't feel the same. And, and, and if you look at the history, why he loved Good Times is a great reason. Um, but like when you look at the NFL, the NFL is the number one TV show in America. Let's be honest. Look, look at these ratings. They're the number one TV show in America, especially for linear television. When it's a show like Good Times and a main character and, 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 a, and a character that sort of establishes, you know, the show, like James Evan leaves, it's it's hollow. It's not the same. You try to find a replacement, a plug a replacement, it doesn't work. Like, Will, like, like, like you know, Fresh Prince and Light Skin Aunt Viv. Like, it, it don't work. But in this TV show, in this situation, this is like a different world. You know, I honestly feel like where, listen, Denise goes, he, she goes on, does that thing, and, and you got Dwayne, you got all the different folks that's going to make it happen. I think that that's the NFL. The NFL is going to be just fine because there's more characters coming every year. There, there, there's there's folks, there's underdogs that come. We're going to talk about that in a second. They come every year. You know, it's there's players that come every year. And then on top of that, it's folks that are, are within their season arc almost like 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 Joe Bur Joe Burrow wins now he he's gonna be the man for a year he might continue to go on Patrick Mahomes wants to come back Josh Allen I think Josh Allen especially after how he reacted to like that overtime game between the Bengals and the Chiefs I think Josh Allen has something to say so I think that the NFL and sports in general replenishes itself will there be another Michael Jordan I doubt it will there be another LeBron James I highly doubt it. Will there be another Tom Brady? I highly, highly, highly doubt it. But at the same time, it's a replenishing thing. You're going to get new people that come in, and then the media is going to tell the story and inflate them. That's that's all I'm saying. So that's how I look at it. But Tom Brady, like, hey, great, great player, like, like enjoy pottery. <laughs> enjoy your new hobbies, okay? So let's talk about underdogs okay so this was what you said an underdog season so i want you to explain to the people what you mean by this being an underdog season you had a lot of teams that 
everybody counted out. And let's let's not think like when people think of underdog, the one thing that could have came to people's head, um, and it's kind of like they're getting out of there now, is the Browns. Browns have always been the underdog until they got Baker Mayfield, and then they were in a position to acquire different people because now I have a good quarterback that can produce winning games, and now I need to surround him with good players. But that took time. Like, it's still two, three years in the running that they brought up from their underdog status to actually being a medi- like a mediocre, kind of on the edge of being a really good team, being really competitive. You just had teams come out the blue this year that were great. You had kind of the Eagles, I would say, are kind of underdogs just because you finally put Jalen Hurts on the field and he kind of did a little something. Uh, the Cowboys actually came back with all the injuries and all the staffing that happened with them. You have the Rams that kind of came up unexpectedly, which was kind of weird. You had the Bengals, you had the 49ers. A lot of teams, especially towards the end, that became contenders. And so you're looking at teams as well that are underdogs that aren't your main top five. And if we can stretch it a little bit, your top seven, you're looking at the Saints, you're looking at the Patriots, you're looking at the Packers. More or less, I guess, <laughs> you can put in the Titans, you can put in the Cowboys kind of with the little restlessness that you had. There are the main people that you kind of see every year, you know? We can put in the Steelers, and maybe we can put in the Eagles before Jammers. You're looking at all of them that consistently and consecutively, guys, you know, my AP words coming out or whatever, my my big words, that are usually there. And now you have these teams like the Bengals that are beating teams that have proven that have always kind of had a better record than the rest of them in their division. So it's like the NFL is changing from having a top list of teams to everybody can't be great. You just have to have the right structure. And I'm going to keep referencing because that was one of the greatest press conferences that I've seen in a while that Sean Payton really broke it down and gave you keys in his retirement, when you have good management, when you have a good coach, you combine it with a great quarterback, you can have an amazing season. And that's basically what happened. Besides this little Garoppolo situation that we got going on, it was actually a combination of using him and Trey Lance with a great coach and a great general manager that they just, like, they moved on this way. But you're seeing that happen more often for every team. And it's like, is are we kind of past the point that we're just going to be stuck and we're going to have tunnel vision that every year is going to be the Bucks, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Packers, or whatever. Now I can bring in the 49ers. The Browns might make some kind of run, which would be super crazy. The Dolphins might be next. Remember, the Dolphins are the only team ever in NFL history that have been undefeated and have won a Super Bowl. They might try to do that again. The Jaguars might be coming back. We don't know. But proven the circumstances that are happening right now, the Rams have somewhat always been great, but they're on the precipice of being a really great team and being a consistent team to the 49ers that haven't really been the same since, you know? So it's kind of like since Kaepernick kind of just went away. So now we're looking at it like teams that aren't consistently there are now being there again. This is kind of a new... If, we, if you want to think about it, we're on a new era with the NFL. We're no longer to the point where we have to remain in stagnancy. You have to remain in nostalgia. We have to be on the brink of change, and this is the change that is happening right now. The underdogs are, don't want to be underdogs anymore. They want to be part of those lists that is like, I'm always at the top, and you're going to really have to put on your best show to knock me out of the top. I feel that a thousand percent. And I want to just say this before we move on to um, just our Super Bowl predictions and addressing our, the fact that we're wrong about the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think that people want to see parody. I think people want to see their stars. But I want to be wrong because we're going to see an example of that now with Tom Brady retiring and not having a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or even like a Josh Allen type of player that's in that Super Bowl spot. You have Matthew Stratford, who was with the Lions. And you have Joe Burrow, who's a new guy. And you have, outside of Odell Beckham, a bunch of sort of new people. Like, yeah, the Rams made it, and we know Aaron Donald, but Joe Burrow is a new guy, you know, in the NFL scene. Like, Jameer Chase has had an emerging breakout season, probably offensive player of the year. 
You have Jalen Ramsey. Like you have all these different folks that are young, that 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 are new. And I think that the enterprise of the NFL is going to save the ratings because people are going to watch it in general. Like the Super Bowl is a holiday. So like people are going to watch it. The halftime show is going to be amazing. I'm, I'm so excited for the halftime show. So like people are going to watch for Kendrick and Snoop and Eminem and Mary J. Blige and Dr. Dre. You know, so it's going to be viewed, but I want to know if it goes up or down or holds serve. You know, because yeah, like I know the NFL is an institution, but are we ready for the generation of parody that I believe is coming? Because I think gone are the days of Tom Brady dominating. I, I, I just think that's over. I don't think Patrick Mahomes in like with eight years he has left on his contract, I don't think that that's going to be what, what goes down. It is in my humble opinion, I like Patrick Mahomes. I got his jersey over there. I haven't worn it in about a year. I probably don't fit no more. But like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They probably don't. Why? You stole your stuff. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just thought I'm gonna fight. Probably not fit. I might try it on. But like, you know, I like Patrick Mahomes, but, but at the same time, like, I just feel like it's, it's era of parody. But I don't know if people want to see it because they want to see their stars. But let's get to, uh, what we, where we went wrong in the Super Bowl. We both thought it was gonna be Packers and Chiefs, and the Packers went out. So we thought be it would be Chiefs and Rams. The Chiefs went out. So where do you think we went wrong? Were we trusting Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes too much? Like, what do you think we went wrong? I think we were just so blind to who they were, like, and what and what they've shown us. Because their season wasn't bad, but we know that, like, we took Patrick Mahomes to a different level. Um, I think we just got so accustomed to him being bad and being great, and we were just putting on his shoulders like he has to win in order for this to happen. So we know we're going to win in order to happen. He was showing us that he was going to win in order for this to happen. And then if Aaron Rodgers, despite everything that happened with him this year, he proved to have a comeback season. Like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to win these games, and of course I'm going to make a playoff run. I think it was just so much pressure and just like being on the brink of this is who they are, and this is what they've shown us, and we, we can't we cannot doubt them. And I think that's I think that's what was wrong with everybody. We decided not to doubt the people that we knew we were great. We didn't put any doubt into Tom Brady not making it to a Super Bowl. It's still a shock to us. We're not gonna say that he did anything wrong. We didn't put any doubt in Aaron Rodgers. We didn't put any doubt in Patrick Mahomes, more or less. We didn't put any doubt in a lot of the team just because we knew they had great quarterbacks and what they were doing besides the Titans and Cowboys and everybody else that lost. And now, since they're not going, I think that's what blinded us. Like, we weren't taken into the full concept. We weren't taken into full accountability. Like, they do have weaknesses, and maybe this isn't their year. We just wanted, as a viewer and as a fan, for them to win and to have a good game. We weren't really thinking about, well, you know, he did do this. We don't know if his team has really trusted him or if he has been having some mental issues and doubting himself, so why should we too? We didn't want to do that. We want to get them the benefit of the doubt because of who they are, and I think that's what messed us up. I totally agree. There's nothing more to add to that. I think that they sort of let us down, but they're millionaires. They'll be fine. All right, so like, <laughs> they'll be perfectly fine. They don't care if they let Randall down. So, all right, so first thoughts on the Bengals and Rams Super Bowl. We're going to really talk more about it moving forward, but just some, some, just some quick takeaways. So the Rams have home field advantage, just like how the, just like how um, the, the, the Buccaneers had, um, because they're playing in SoFi Stadium. Um, so I got to say this, I'm conflicted because while I want for Aaron Donald as a great defensive player and Odell Beckham and the crew to really get their due and get a championship, I, I like rooting for the young guys. I honestly really do. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm very conflicted. So just to end the show, it's only one game. It's not going to take us too long. I want you to tell us what is your prediction, then I'll give mine, but I'm subject to change it. I don't know. Y'all see how he just makes me, like, go first and tries to throw me the bus. You're the expert. <laughs> you, you, are, you are the expert. So I'm, I'm going to put you out there. I'm conflicted too, but then you kind of swayed me like Joe Burrow has another time. Like he's he has more time than he can think. Matthew Stafford don't have that much time left, so he's gonna get it ready to get it now. <laughs> he don't got, he don't got much time. The, the clock is ticking. <laughs> the Tom Brady clock is ticking, ticking sir. <laughs> so um, I 
really, I would love to see the Rams win at all costs. Like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt me either way. Both teams deserve it, but I think I would rather see the Rams win more. If they don't, if they start self-destructing, then I'm just gonna be like, middle of the game, fuck it, the Bengals are gonna get it. But I, my pick is for the Rams. So, I, I guess I want the Rams to win, but I, I want to see the young guys win. I'm not, a, I'm not a betting person at all, but I would love to see the line to see what the betters are thinking. Like, is it over under type situation? I, I think I'm not, I'm not a better. I could be very wrong, but I think that possibly the Rams might be favorited because it is their home field. They're in LA. It's basically an LA based Super Bowl with you know the West Coast rap connection going on. They're at home. They they, they feel comfortable, and you know they just won on their home field too. So. I feel like the Rams are going to be sort of like, you know, the folks that are favorited to win and the Bengals will be the scrappy underdogs. Um, I will have more, I guess, analysis because I'm not that guy. Uh, you're more of the analysis person. You get, you analyze what's going on. But I want to watch, like, the games. I didn't get a chance to wrap my mind around it. But I do want the Rams to win. And from what I saw from that Bengals-Titans game, if, like, Aaron Donald and Von Miller and the crew – and they pass rush really go crazy and they really start to get around that line the way the Titans did and knock down Joe Burrow, the Rams might have an easy win. Like, easy. Now, listen to this. I'm, I'm a very big statistics and I'm a very big history buff, but we're just going to keep it to this year and maybe 2017. Think about all the teams that have won their division and that have won the recent playoff division but have lost in the Super Bowl. Remember 2017, Falcons won that NFC division but lost on their home turf. The Buccaneers were at the top seed of their division but lost on their home turf to the Rams. And now you have the Rams that won the whole division, but they're playing in their SoFi Stadium. Mm. Right now, teams that have played, that have won their division but have played the Super Bowl in their house, statistically have not won. Mm. So, if you think about it, and if you if you are a betting person, and I'm not, but stats and facts matter to me. If the percentages are more in favor of people winning when it's not on their home turf, or if they don't win, then ah, you know, it was, it's kind of something to think about. It is. That's me superstitious, not to like do anything, but like, yeah. It's analytics, like, like, like numbers, like, like one thing, like, like you know, the old term. I don't know if you if you if you recall this, but men men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that, that, that's your Gotti song. So, like, you know, numbers don't lie, but at, at the same time, like, star power doesn't either. And, you know, star power is something more that's prevalent, I think, in college football and also, like, in basketball. But ta- having talent, that always trumps up the team. If you have more talent, unless you're more strategic and you know how to use your weapons, the team with the, the most talent normally takes it. So, I don't think that it's wrong to pit the Rams, but I got I gotta I, I, I gotta meditate on it for a week. Okay, I I I, I, I gotta meditate on it. Hey man, meditate away because I gotta meditate too. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I need to do a lot of meditating at this point, <laughs> and, not, and for things that aren't just about football, boy, I'm telling you. But nevertheless, are you? <laughs> where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at AskGreevy underscore underscore. And remember, you can also listen to the Unaxed Opinion podcast in our previous season, but we'll be back for season two this February for Black History Month. What a great way to do that. Now, that's dope. That's for real. That's, that, that's really dope. So make sure to follow Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, and on Twitter, and just Post Radio on YouTube. So we'll be back, and we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and really all the crazy stuff going on in the NFL. So we will see you on the other side. See you guys later. You're listening to Pulse Radio.